What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Keys here. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to www.audibletrial.com shark to get your 30-day free trial and audiobook download. With over 150,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPod, Kindle, or MP3 player. Whatever the hell those things are. You got Audible for your record player or something? What are those things? Shark Dropper Studios presents to you Doppel Avenue Hurt Case 2 Case 2 The Red Letter Part 9 Shut Up I woke the next morning and checked my closet and under the bed. Not for Boogeyman, but for Julianne. She was acting strange last night, and I was almost expecting to see her at the edge of my bed, conservative attire, carrying a piece of wood and a sledgehammer, ready to Annie Wilkes the shit out of me. Shivers ran down my spine. I quickly shook them off. I went to the bathroom. Cup some water, drank, splashed my face, and dressed. Right when I opened the door, I jumped back, startled. Sheldrake was standing there, holding a gray charcoal suit and tie. Why are you standing at my door? I'm here to give you this suit for tonight's dinner party. Miss Good would prefer if you wear this. That's fine. Wait, how long were you standing outside my door? Mmm, not long. How long? Well, really, no more than two hours. What the hell? That is creepy. You understand that's creepy, right? How is that creepy? The only people I know who stand waiting for people to wake up are sleep specialists overly attached girlfriends, and serial killers. And since you aren't special at anything, and you're not a girl, you just stay away from me, weirdo. Also, seven more questions. Well, sorry for not knocking, because Miss Good said not to disturb your beauty rest. That's another thing. What the hell was she doing in my room last night? She was in your room last night? Yeah. Six more questions, Sheldrake. Please, please, stop that. You're, you're not one-upping me. Little baby getting upset. No. But this worries me about Miss Good. It's... It's troubling. You're telling me. Well, I'm talking to you, aren't I? 
Don't get snippy, Sheldrake. I've got some more work to attend to before I need to get back for some dinner party that I shouldn't be wasting my time with. I snatched the suit from his hands and shut the door. But then I remembered. Shit. I opened the door to see Sheldrake walking away. Sheldrake! He turned around. A smile plastered on his face. I didn't want to announce this out loud, but you realize that you owe me five more questions. I heard that question. You thought you got away with one, didn't you? His smile turned to a frown. I'm better than you. We'll see about that. You still owe me a whole deck of cards laid out on a table. Shut up about that crap. He was trying to one-up me, but he would never win. I put the suit in the closet and headed out. Julianne was in her study, reading lines out loud. I snuck past and out the front door. Sheldrake. Sheldrake. Yes, Miss Good. Why didn't Mr. Keys say goodbye? He, uh, he's busy, Miss Good. Did you at least give him the suit? I did. And? And he accepted it. (laughs) Oh, he had better make it to the dinner. I'm sure he will. That will be all, Sheldrake. Yes, Miss Good. Oh, um, Miss Good? Yes? Did you remember to take your pills yesterday? Of course, darling, of course. Are you sure? We haven't picked up a prescription in a while. Yes, 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 I picked one up the other day. Now, I must get back to my lines. Go do some butlering and, and, and leave me. Of course, Miss Good. at the Brentwood Heights Public Library at 11.30. Jane was waiting at the front desk. Sorry we had to meet here. I tried to look through old TPC articles, but my boss, Max Jacksman, was hounding me all morning. (laughs) We need more pictures, more pictures. How can people see pictures if we don't have pictures? And I'm all like, chill with the fucking pictures. Anybody can take pictures. Then he gets real angry with me and we start fighting. And I'm not and I'm not just talking verbal back and forth name calling. I'm talking full on fist fighting with a man. Everybody tries to come to my aid because I'm a woman, but the moment I strip off my sleeves and show my somewhat large biceps, all my coworkers backed off. Then I went to town. And I don't mean I left to go to another city. I beat the shit out of my boss. Then he threatens to fire me. 
But then all my co-workers are making fun of him because he got beat up by a woman half his height, even though I'm actually two-thirds his height. So he plays off the whole ordeal like we were just playing around. He whispers to me that if I go along with it, he won't fire me. At this point, he's bleeding like a giant vag. But I agree. I crouch down to him since he's on the floor and I high-five him. And then shake his hand. But I say, not only do you not fire me, I want you to give me a chance to give you a great story. I want to have my own section in TPC. He says, fine. But it better be an awesome story. So, Jim, I need one hell of a story or I'll be out on my ass. Get it? That's pretty neat. Did you even listen to my story? Oh, yeah, yeah. You'll get your story. I'm a man of my word. The clack of high heels grew louder behind us. We turned around to see a librarian walking up. Excuse me. I just want to say that I heard your story from the other side of the room, and I am very proud of you. From one woman to another, I have to say that in this man's world that we live in, it's amazing how you stood up to your boss. Thank you. The problem is, I heard your story all the way from the other side of the room, and this is a library. So I'm going to need you to shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up while you're in here, okay? It's a library, so just shut up, both of you. Oh, sorry. Nope, just shut up. Shut the fuck up. We both just nodded. The librarian, wide-eyed, stood staring at us for like a good ten seconds before moving on. We headed past the front desk. The desk clerk waved us over. Hey, come here. Hey, don't mind Dorothy. She gets like that sometimes. She's very stern. Harsh, even. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm surprised people don't complain. Well... You see, most of the people here are regulars, and the regulars know how to shut the fuck up when she's close. But once you get used to her, she's not too bad. If she keeps telling people to shut the fuck up, she may lose her job. Well, actually, you see, that's impossible. Because she doesn't even work here. What? She actually has mental problems that doesn't allow for us to hire her. She also has some pretty extreme anger problems. And most of us think she's killed someone. Then what the hell is she doing walking around like she runs the place? How can she walk like she runs? The, the place, literally. I didn't mean she literally runs around. Oh, okay, okay yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Maybe she shouldn't be around people if she is, uh, <clears throat> unstable. Nah, it's fine. Just shut the fuck up when she's around, you know? That's all you have to do. It's not that hard. I don't see how you can be so nonchalant. Oh, I haven't been chalant in years. Well, I'm here to solve an important case, and I need to communicate with my partner. Partner, huh? Jane bit her bottom lip again, and my penis wiggled back and forth in a longing anticipation of physical contact with Jane's sideways smile. What the hell was wrong with me? This is business. I needed to treat it as such. 
thought she was toying with me. Hmm. Now here's the thing. You can talk. Just don't talk when Dorothy's around. Seriously. She's killed people. You said you thought she killed people. No. She's done it. I've seen her. Oh God, I've seen her. She shouldn't be here. Keep your voice down. I'm too young to die. I need to call the cops. No, don't, don't, don't. That'll just make her mad. I instantly decided against calling the cops. Captain Hill's what have brought me in, too. Let's not forget why I'm staying with Julianne. Let's not forget, listening audience. I don't feel safe here. Yeah, I mean, how's this woman allowed to just roam around freely? Oh, like you've never killed anyone? Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so we'll be fine if we just keep quiet and she's around? Yes. She walks by. You... Shut the fuck up! Since I didn't use technology, but Jane obviously did, she decided that she would do some marriage license research on the web. I think people still call it the web. What are you going to do? You gather a list of her exes. I'm going to go get on one of those big machines and let you scan through old newspaper articles. What things? I don't know what they're called. You just grab a roll or disc or something. Microfilm, I think. You put it in the machine and you can scan through old newspaper files. Not sure what you're talking about. I think they're on the other side. Just meet me there when you finish the list. Okay. Jane hopped onto a computer, and I headed back to the front desk. Excuse me? I I need to... No, 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 shut up! Shut the fuck up! I quickly shut up, just as the librarian Dorothy turned the corner. She eyeballed me the whole time she walked by. Oh, thank God she's gone. How can I help you? Okay, I know I agreed about killing someone, but really, she shouldn't be here. You can't just have a murderer walking around. I mean, look at the guy reading the newspaper. He's shivering. It could be because he's cold. Or, it could be because he was talking with a friend, and now Dorothy, the serial killer, is standing right behind him with a knife. That's not a knife. It's not. Is it a fake? No, I was just going to quote Crocodile Dundee, but then I realized it didn't have another knife to point to. You know, the... Now that's a knife! So she is holding a real knife. Yeah, that's a real knife. Hmm, yeah, this seems like a Brentwood Heights library. Fucking completely ridiculous. May I help you with something? Actually, yes. I mean... 
I really want to leave this horror house of books, but I need to gather some information. What are those big machines called that let you scan through old newspaper articles? And that's what they're called. What are they called? Big machines that let you scan old newspaper articles. That's what they're called? They don't have an official name? That is their official name? Big machines that let you scan through old newspaper articles. Yep. That's weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but sometimes we call them BMTLYSONA for short. And that stands for... Big machines that let you scan old newspaper articles. Pretty simple. What? There's no way that's the official name. Listen, guy, I just work here, alright? I didn't build the fucking machines. I sure as hell didn't name them. Why? Why is everybody at this library an asshole? You know, we're just tired of people questioning our methods. Okay, yes, we have crazy names for things. Yes, we have a murderer walking around. Get over it. Just, where are the big machines located? Left side. Oh, shut the fuck up, here comes Dorothy. I shut my mouth and headed to the left side of the library. I skimmed through tons of microfilm. I decided to grab one dated March 1999. I sat at one of the big machines that lets you scan through old newspaper articles and zoom through. Stopping anytime something caught my eye. Jane joined me two hours later with a list of 12 names. Twelve. She's been married twelve times. She didn't mention that. That's right. I knew it was a lot. Hell, I even knew some of the actor ones. But I was just as shocked as you were. There was even a moment where I put my hands up to my face and screamed. Like Culkin? Just like Culkin. But I had to shut my mouth before the librarian showed up. Yeah, of course. But there's more! Out of twelve, eight are dead. And I'm not counting Brennan Camp. Eight? How? Different ways. Car accidents, drowning, murder, suicide. In fact, several are suicide. That sounds fishy to me. (laughs) Interesting you say that. One was even killed on a charter fishing boat. Jane handed me the list with several dates. We gathered the microfilm with corresponding dates and looked at the obituaries. If there's still four X's alive, we need to talk to them, now. The fact that so many were dead worried me that Julianne wasn't being completely honest with me. But did she, did she have the ability to murder? started out as a simple case of who wrote a letter was now taking some weird turns. I have the addresses. Let's go. We need to hurry. Why? Julianne Good is having a dinner party, and she asked me to attend. A dinner party? A dinner party? We turned around to see Dorothy stopping around a bookshelf. A dinner party? A fucking dinner party? 
How about you shut the fuck up about all the dinner parties you're attending and read a damn book? Ah, oh, shit. You better get out of here. I will kill you. Read a fucking book or I will fucking kill you. Let's get out of here. Get back here. We ran outside, hailed the cab, and jumped in. That's the second person that's tried to kill me so far. This case was seeming more dangerous the deeper I dug. Where to first? 1435 Whitmore Street North. later, we were standing outside a small corner building. Master Psychic Readings. A psychic? She didn't strictly marry actors. We headed inside. Long purple drapes covered the windows. A plasma ball sat in the center of the room on a curved pedestal. A man walked through a curtain of beads. Welcome to Master Psychic Readings, and I am James Master. James? That's his name. Jane pointed to me. Yes, yes, I knew that. I am a psychic. Did you really know that? I can see all. Well, we're here to ask you a few questions. Questions? What are you doing? Doing. Are you trying to finish my sentences? Sentences! Sentences. You were going to say sentences. I did say sentences. Yes, but I knew you'd say that. But you're not finishing my sentences. Sentences. See? I predicted that one. No, you didn't. I'm finishing every one of my sentences. Sentences. Stop, stop, stop. Just stop. Stop saying sentences. Hold on. It's coming to me. I'm, I'm getting a sense that you're not finding this intriguing or fun. That would be correct. How can I help you? I charge 20 for palm readings, 50 for contacting the dead, and I'll even shine shoes for 925. We also have a special running that if I don't guess the number you're thinking of, everything is half off. Oh, I want to play. Jane, we really don't have time. Quickly, I'm thinking of a number. I'm, I'm getting a reading. Mm, yes, yes, I, I can see it. I can see it. Here it comes. The number you're thinking of is... 475. Close. It was two. <sighs> Shit. Fuck. Okay. 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 Everything is half off, but what I didn't tell you is the prices have doubled since this morning. So, half off is just the regular pricing now? Oh, wow. I, I didn't even think about that. I guess so. What a scam. Forget about all that psycho babble. We're here to talk to you about Julian Good. His eyes widened. Good? Did you say good? Bet you weren't expecting that. We talked to James Master for a good hour. And a bad one. He told us that Julian was the love of his life. Until she left him for another man. He said he still kept in touch with her. 
Although it had been a year since they had last talked. That wasn't psychic, but I could sense he still loved her. Who's next? We now sat in the psychiatrist's office. Hugh Tarloff was not only Julian's psychiatrist, but also her former lover. Yes, that's very true. We used to be lovers. We were married for a short while until she felt it was time to move on. And now you're her psychiatrist. That's right. I wanted to remain in her life one way or another. If it has to be through my profession, then so be it. A lot of people wouldn't understand, but Julianne is an amazing woman. She attracts all kinds of men. Not that those are the ones she wants. Meaning? Meaning she goes after the men she wants. That's how she acquired me. Luckily, when she left me, I was able to pick up the pieces of my life. Many of her former lovers couldn't do the same. That would explain the suicide. I nodded. What is it that makes men go so gaga over her? I'm sorry. I don't speak, baby. What makes every guy fall head over heels? Sorry, I don't speak Tears for Fears songs. Why do all the guys like her? Like I said, it's hard to understand until you're actually one of the ones. A lot of people think she struggles with the lovers she leaves behind, but she doesn't. She struggles with her own demons. That's why she's on the medication she's on. You prescribe her medication? What kind? Sorry. Confidential. Can I ask you how often she sees you? You can ask that. As much as is needed. I don't charge her for the time or the medication, so she shows up whenever. You don't charge her. She breaks up with you and you give her everything she needs for free. You don't understand. I still love her. I may not be able to be with her, but I can still be with her. If you understand my meaning. Outside, Jane and I talked about all the new information. I flipped through my notepad. So she has a strange hold on all the men she marries. They fall madly in love with her and continue to do her bidding even after she breaks their hearts. Some can only escape it, committing suicide. So maybe some of the murders or accidents we read about aren't really that. Could be more suicides than were reported. Is it possible that one of these former lovers sent the letter? Jane shrugged. I looked at my watch. Shit. I need to get back to Julianne's. I didn't need another weird confrontation with her. I have to go. The dinner party? The dinner party. Jim, whatever you do, don't let her get to you.
I reached Julianne's just in time. Sheldrake was walking through the hall with a large platter of hors d'oeuvres. Please do not be late. Miss Good is getting dressed now. What about the other guests? Has anyone arrived? No. Not yet. I jogged up the steps and into my room. I put on the charcoal gray suit. Damn, I look good. Did some sweet-ass 007 poses in the mirror. They looked like Sean Thuffin Connery, not Roger Moore. I did not look like Roger Moore. I straightened my tie and headed downstairs. I saw Sheldrake walking up to the door. The guest must have arrived. But when he opened it, I heard a distinct voice. It couldn't be. I continued towards the banquet hall when... Mr. K! I spun around. What the... What are you guys doing here? Doppel Avenue Hurt Written by Robert M. Lamb Edited by Jonathan Moss With special guest voice, Guy Of the Worst Idea of All Time podcast As Hugh Tarlov Starring voices by Kyle Appleyard As James Keyes Amy Luray as Edith Dietrich. Jose Caraballo as Paul Went. Jonathan Moss as Arthur Phelps and Sheldrake Von Wallen. Dan Johnson as Vendel. Comedian Lang Parker as Jane. And Julia W.D. Harrison as Julianne Good. Additional voices by John Lazabeth, Brian Messick, Brett Wilkins, Jennifer Loudermilk, Seth York, Hope Enos, Chris Gore, Nicholas Engelhart, Shannon McCarthy, Ricky Lehner, Shannon Lee, Chris Davis, and Amber Simpson. If you enjoyed this show, please take 90 seconds and rate us on iTunes. Also, go to www.sharkdropper.com for additional fictional podcasts such as this one. We're above the target. T-minus five seconds till shark drought. Five, four, three, two, one. Drop the shark! Go, go, go! This podcast is a Shark Dropper Studios production. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.